superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I am Ryan Warmly, joined this morning for must-start players by Derek Brown and Andrew Erickson. Bellas. Like I said, we were talking some must-start players here for week four. Hard to believe we're already here. Starts. We'll dive right in as always. Debra, start with you with your must-start running backs here. Give me three of them. All right. First guy up here, Devon Achan. Um, I, look, I, 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 I'm I, not going to just sit here and be a prisoner of the moment, okay? It's not just that that what he did last week, but I think that he can capitalize and stack back-to-back good games. If you look at the Buffalo Bills' run defense, where they struggle is against defending gap runs, which is 52% of Devon Achan's uh, rushing volume right now. And versus that, they've allowed the highest yards per carry to gap runs, 7.0 yards per carry. So I think Devon's going to have himself another good day. I talked about this on the uh, the must-sit episode, pushing back against Erickson, but Damian Pierce, he's a, he's making my must-starts this week. I think there's a lot of different parts of pieces. Pittsburgh, you could run on them. They're top 10 in both missed tackles, allowed rate, and uh, explosive run rate. Pierce, they're going to run the ball with him because they're not going to let C.J. Stroud sit back there and just let the, the Pittsburgh Steelers pass rush tee off on him when the offensive line is decimated last guy I got to bring up here. And this comes down to like just some game theory too. San Francisco's line is massive. Last time I looked, they're like a 12 point favorite. So we're talking garbage time here, people. So like if your running back room is all kinds of messed up and injured, you need to consider Elijah Mitchell. This is an extremely good matchup. Arizona has been having problems with their run defense, as well as especially versus zone runs, which is 62.5% of Mitchell's carry total. Uh, I think Mitchell, look, if San Francisco blows out the Cardinals, 12 to 15 touches, maybe a touchdown. And we're talking about a guy that's going to be ranked probably consensus everywhere is like an RB3, low end RB3, could be an RB2 this week. Yeah, I, I want to get your opinion, Erickson, first on, on Damian Pierce, because interestingly enough, this is kind of a philosophical question because you guys are only two spots apart in the rankings, yet Debro has him as a must-start and you have him as a must-sit. So even though you're relatively close rankings-wise, why is Pierce a must-sit for you, Erickson? Because he hasn't – I mean, what has he done with the workload that he's got you know, over the past three weeks? He has one touchdown. He has – He's ranks sixth worst in success rate, rushing the ball. They can't run behind that offensive line. Like, until the offensive line gets healthy, I don't have any confidence that Pierce is going to be able to get it done. He's not playing enough snaps. So last week, it was the perfect run where they were up big, and Devin Singletary was in the game, eating out the carries in the fourth quarter. Like, that's prime Damien Pierce time where he's grinding out yardage. But that's not the case. If he hadn't scored last week, he would have been a bust for the third straight week in a row. <laughs> so I understand that the Steelers' run defense has looked bad because they've played Nick Chubb, and Christian McCaffrey. What, about, what did Josh Jacobs do last week? How good was Josh Jacobs? 17 carries for 62 yards, no touchdowns. But he caught passes. That's what saved his day. Damian Pierce is not involved enough in the passing game either. So I just see so many holes where Pierce doesn't get there where it's like, okay, well, 
if he breaks off a big run and then scores a touchdown and then like he has to run so pure to just be enough to be an RB2 where it's like, what are you winning even if Damian Pierce has a good game? Oh, I got a bunch of rushing yards and he didn't score and he didn't catch any passes. So he's a floor play for me, which is why I have him ranked inside the top 30, but I would not consider flexing him. I'd only start him as an RB2 if I literally have nobody else. Debra, I want to ask you before we get to the who should I start section two about Achan. Because obviously, like, he's not ranked in the same range as Raheem Mostert, mm-hmm. but he was better than Mostert in this game where he was finally unleashed. He got more work, and obviously he had more he had 200 yards rushing. So should they be closer? Mostert's currently in the expert consensus rankings, RB10, and Achan is RB26. Should that be closer? I've got them. They're, they're hugging each other in my ranks. I got Raheem Mostert as RB20 and Achan's RB21, and... To be honest, I've considered flipping them too. Yeah, I think it. I think it's. I'm. I'm okay with people who have Mostert higher, but I think it's a reasonable question given what we just saw. And like again, what once these rookies tend to break out across the NFL, teams like to stick with them and see like, okay, they have this you know shiny new toy. Um, let's get to our who should I start tool. This is free to use at fantasypros.com/start. It's a player comparison tool where we see how many of the experts are going for one player over another. So we'll do some head-to-head comparisons here for week four. So Debro, Devon Achan or James Connor this week? Oh, Achan, easy. I have Achan as a top twenty-four running back. That, that one's very close in the tool. It's a slight lean towards Connor, but it's essentially a coin flip here. Uh, Damian Pierce or Rashad White? Uh, Pierce. Uh, this one is going with White a little more convincingly, about uh, three quarters of the votes going towards Rashad White. And then it was, it was hard to find one on Elijah Mitchell because I think it's a really good call, uh, but he is lower in the rankings. So a lot of the guys that he's around are guys you're probably not that interested in, the expert consensus rankings. So I went with Elijah Mitchell or Kenneth Gainwell. Ooh, that is an interesting one because I think both of these guys could get a similar run out, like 12 to 15 touches. I'm going to go with talent here. I'll go with Elijah Mitchell, um, which means now I got to put Elijah Mitchell over my ranks right now because I got Kenny Gainwell (laughs) over him barely. Well, well, let me ask you a quick follow up. Who is the biggest name running back that you would start Elijah Mitchell over kind of planting your flag on him this week? Um... I would start him over my boy Jalen Warren. I'd start him over Gainwell. I'd start him over Tyler Algier. Dude, s- s- say um, no more. If Debro is sitting uh, Jalen Warren in favor of a running back, you want to start that running back. Uh, Erickson, let's go to your must-start RBs. Yeah, we're going to Javante Williams, Denver Broncos running back, because the Bears. Playing the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> and that cures everything, guys. Baby. <laughs> like, I really don't think it has to go much farther. I mean, they've allowed the second most fantasy points right. to running backs. If it, only the Broncos actually have actually allowed more fantasy points to running backs this year. So Javante's been kind of slow played, but he still kind of has the lead in a committee backfield. But something I've learned being on this show the last couple of years is when you have running backs in good matchups, even if their workloads aren't super, super clear, you just start them. And you just trust that, okay, they're going to get enough work to be efficient. And I think this is a spot where Jamonte Williams isn't like this massive. He's not seeing this massive volume, but it's enough, especially in a positive matchup to get it done. So Javante Williams, I feel confident starting him this week, which I have not been confident starting him any of these past couple of weeks. So Javante for me, Zach Moss, look, this could be his last week as a potential workhorse, depending on whatever we get Jonathan Taylor back to the offense. But Zach Moss is not only just seeing a ton of carries, but he's also looked really good. He's breaking tackles like he did at Utah. That was his calling card coming out. Last two weeks, he leads the NFL in broken tackles. 
So I like Zach Moss a lot in this spot to just continue to be a workhorse. I know a lot of people are looking at Kyron Williams as it's like, oh my God, this guy has this amazing role, but Zach Moss has like the same role. And I, I think that as a running back, I think Zach Moss is actually better than Kyron Williams is as an actual rusher. So um, I give the lead over for Zach Moss as like a fringe RB1 this week. And then lastly, he's Ramondre Stevenson. I know he's been kind of disappointed the last couple of weeks. It's been a lot of tough matchups, but he's facing Dallas this week. Dallas' weakness is versus the run. Like the Patriots don't want to drop back to throw and have Micah Parsons just ripping down Mac Jones's. Uh, he's it's not a good matchup for Mac Jones in the passing game. So they're gonna have to run the football. I think Ramondre Stevenson has been getting a lot of volume still, 18 plus touches per game. You know the efficiency hasn't been there, but it's three down skill set, and I just don't believe that Ezekiel Elliott's gonna be getting 18 carries again. You know, or whatever he got last week. And Ezekiel Elliott had a good run out because it was a positive game script. I think this game is not gonna be like that. And if they're trailing. You see Ramondre worked more in the passing game. So the volume is there for Ramondre. That's been a positive. The efficiency hasn't, but I think it's going to come because we know he's an explosive playmaker. On Zach Moss, obviously he's a guy whose value is tied to the fact that Jonathan Taylor isn't playing right now. If Taylor were to get traded or something along those lines here, let's say this week, where would you be ranking Zach Moss rest of season, Erickson? I mean, he'd probably be somewhere in the top 15. I mean, I would probably rank him pretty similar to where people view Kyron Williams. You know, I think that they're kind of just looking at them in comparison. I think they are pretty comparable, but I think Moss as a actual talent, I think is actually probably better than Kyron Williams. He was higher drafted. He, um, he has a better size profile. Like he's not undersized like Kyron Williams is and he's better tackle breaker. So I would be pretty confident with that. I think Zach Moss is like an interesting buy low guy. It's a, it's a weird buy low because you're buying him low because people think John Taylor's going to come back and be the guy for the Colts, which is possible, but it's also possible John Taylor still gets traded. So if that's the case that happens, you buy a Moss right now where someone thinks that, okay, he's like a one-week rental, you benefit this week, and then potentially down the line if Jonathan Taylor doesn't return or is on a different team when it's all said and done because, I mean, they've been productive with Zach Moss. So it's like, do we really need Jonathan Taylor? Maybe they'd be willing to sell Jonathan Taylor for less because they feel confident they have a guy like Moss who they traded for last year. Debro, uh, quickly before we get to the who should I start, I just want to ask you on Ramondre because he's a guy that you've been very high on, but we were just pulled back the curtain a bit before we started recording this morning. You were kind of saying to Erickson, like, what, what's wrong with Ramondre to a degree? So uh, you guys actually have him ranked in the same spot for this week, but kind of what are you seeing out of him in this offense quickly? <sighs> I, I, I've been quietly worried about Ramondre. The workload is there. The pass game utility is there, but he's not breaking tackles like he was in previous years. And he's been so ridiculously, over two seasons in a row, so ridiculously efficient. And to see his yards after contact per attempt, like below two, has been eye-opening. So yeah, I mean, before we got on here, I'm like, Erickson, what? come on, give me some some Patriots intel here. Like, give me something here. Because I I don't know what's going on with Ramondre. Like, I think he's going to turn it around like, but whether it's offensive line or injuries or what, I am a little bit worried about him. Let's use the who should I start tool here. Erickson, Javante Williams this week or Miles Sanders? I'm going to go with uh, Miles Sanders. I like his receiving role a little bit more. And I think the Vikings are also a good matchup. Yep. He's the heavy favorite in the tool. How about Ramadre Stevenson or Miles Sanders? I will give a lean towards Stevenson there. You know, I have him one spot ranked ahead. I think they're all, again, these are guys that are closely ranked for me. But if I have Stevenson, I know people have been concerned, but I'm still starting this guy. I mean, 18 plus touches in three straight games. And 
again, Zeke Elliott's not taking his job. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I think people that are ranking Zeke too high this week or spend a lot of fab on him, thinking that he's going to see like a similar workload that he saw last week are going to be disappointed. And lastly, Zach, ironically, you kind of answered this in your section already, but it's what I had written down, yeah. Zach Moss or Kyron Williams. Well, Zach Moss, because yeah. I think it's a it's an yep. interesting comparison because I think that they're not very different where, you know, Kyron Williams gets, you know, his is a little bit more headlining because it's he plays 100% of the snaps where Zach Moss plays, oh, he only played like 90% of the yeah. snaps. I mean, either way, like these running backs are being treated like there's no tomorrow. And I do have concerns with Kyron just from a longevity standpoint that, can this dude really play 100% of the snaps all season, like all year long? Like I'm skeptical, which is kind of why I'm on the sell high uh, side of Kyron Williams. Uh, I'm with you on Moss, by the way, Eric's, and I have him at RB10 and Kyron's at RB12 this week. So I'm, I'm with on Moss over Kyron. Kyron getting 62% of the vote in that one, but obviously that's like actually kind of fairly close um, and they're closely ranked in ECR. We are back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code FANTASYPROS. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and that's with code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Let's get to the must-start wide receivers. Debro, start us off. Christian Kirk's first name I got to bring up here. And with or without Zay Jones, we don't know if he's going to play this week, but I don't really care. Christian Kirk, it, it, he's going to at least get half of his routes versus D. Alford in the slot. And that's where you want to attack this Falcon secondary. D. Alford, 80% catch rate, 139 passer rating allowed. So I think Christian Kirk can eat him up. Um, he's going to at least see him for half of his routes. The next guy I got to bring up here, Cortland Sutton. Um, two weeks with Jerry Judy back of the lineup. Cortland Sutton has seen a 25% target share, 30% air yard share and he's gotten three of the four end zone targets on this team and now they play the bears who I, they might be like running out water boys to sit here and try to cover Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy like all their cornerbacks are hurt I couldn't even write up the matchups because I don't even know who's gonna play this week at this point so Cortland Sutton giddy up baby and the other guy I gotta bring up here and again we're talking about volume from possibly nasty places but Jacoby Myers He's getting a ton of volume. The matchup is beautiful. I know Jimmy Garoppolo, whether he plays or he doesn't, but I still believe that even if Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell is under center for the Raiders this week, going against the Chargers secondary, 
Jacoby Myers has a 31% target share. Let that soak in for a second, people. 31% target share, and he's had 2.7 yards per route run. As a player that I've loved him for multiple seasons, he was just buried in New England, and I'm like, y'all don't realize how good this dude is, and now he's showing people must start. Yeah, Erickson, you are significantly lower on both Jacoby Myers and Cortland Sutton than Debro. And I want to ask you about Sutton because you're kind of the anti-Cortland Sutton whisperer, uh, seeing how badly you botched his ranking last year. So what are you Ouch. not agreeing with Debro on for this week? Well, when it comes to Jacoby Myers, it's I think Brian Hoyer is honestly one of the worst quarterbacks ever. Like, he is so bad. So if, if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play, then I think that I need confirmation that it's Aiden O'Connell like playing quarterback. Or like, I have no faith. That Brian Hoare is going to get it done. If it's like, Aiden O'Connell, what do you think? Are you no, in? I, I would feel, yeah, I would feel more confident okay. with Myers. Okay. But like Brian Hoyer is, is so bad. Like I'm telling you, like he will nuke even Devontae Adams potentially. Like it, it's that bad with Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Whereas like I would feel like, oh, Aiden O'Connell's in, like sick. Like I would not really adjust the rankings really that much. But the drop, if the Raiders start, I can't. I, can't, I just can't even fathom the idea. I got to move on <laughs> to the next guy. Okay, Scotland Sutton. Yeah. Corlin Sutton. Um, so I did actually move him up a little bit. I, I was probably too low on him. Um, but I just think that we've seen a larger. I mean, I know this year it's been Sutton has been the guy over Jerry Judy. Um, but we have a much larger sample size of them playing together, dating back to last year, and Jerry Judy was clearly the guy. So I think that we're going to see the things flip a little bit. And I also think that Marvin Mims' role increasing is also going to negatively impact Corlin oh, Sutton. Um, so that's kind of why I think that. Sutton is more of like a sell high guy for me because I don't think he's going to continue to have this vice grip on the target share with Mims and Judy kind of starting to pick up some steam. Just side convo. Please, Sean Payton, play Marvin Mims. Like, <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what else do? does he have to show you? Like, what else does the man have <laughs> R- to do? Russell like, Wilson. Russell Wilson recently said he doesn't have it. A, doesn't have a ceiling. And it's like, guys, get this guy home, man. Get him <laughs> home on the field where he can <laughs> have a ceiling. Come he on. Clear, his Please. ceiling is clearly Sean Payton's whims because he's not <laughs> giving him a shot. And I hate it. I hate it. Um, Debra, <laughs> these uh, who should I start comps? They're basically all coin flips. So we'll see which way you go with them. Christian Kirk okay. or Brandon Ayuk this week? Ooh, um, I'm gonna go Kirk. I think it's a Debo Samuel week. Okay, Cortland Sutton or Tutu Atwell? Sutton, Jacoby Myers or Nico Collins? Um, Tank Dell's the new wide receiver one in Houston, so I'm gonna go Jacoby Myers. Okay, like I said, those are all pretty much coin flips in in the tool. I'm so happy to get your opinion on those. Say goodbye to your own start-sit dilemmas with Fantasy Pro's start-sit assistant. Within seconds, you'll know exactly who to play for optimal results each week. Leveraging insights from numerous experts, the start-sit assistant aligns your lineup decisions with the top minds in fantasy football, giving you a competitive edge. So maximize your lineup's potential with just a few clicks. Head to fantasypros.com slash myplaybook and make winning decisions in no time. Erickson, give me your must-start receivers. I'm going to start with a couple rookies here. So Jordan Addison. Um, so he's actually gone over his receiving prop for three straight games. He's seen his route participation increase in all three games, and he saw a season-high eight targets last week, but he didn't score. So that was the thing with Addison, why his fantasy points weren't there last week, because he didn't find the end zone. But I like that his role's increasing. And we talk about how teams that are 0-3 are going to shake things up. I think we're going to see Addison start to play more and more in this offense, I think it's a good matchup against the Carolina Panthers. They've allowed four different receivers to go over 55 yards over the last two weeks. And we saw DK Metcalf have like a massive game against them in week three, over 100 yards. And the way that the team uses Addison 
using him on the perimeter, a, a decent average depth of target over 13 yards. That's the same way that the Seahawks use DK Metcalf. So I'm kind of just looking at Metcalf's production and being like, hey, this is the role that Addison kind of uses in the Vikings offense. So I like Addison a lot in this spot to kind of bounce back, even though he didn't really have a bad game week three. Like he was fine. If anything, his his peripheral usage was encouraging for his outlook in week four. So don't sour on Addison. I would go right back to him, even though he didn't score last week. Next guy here is Tank Dell. As Debro mentioned, the, the Texans' new number one wide receiver. Yes. Um, the Steelers' secondary, basically, it's just going to be they're either going to sack CJ Stroud or CJ Stroud's going to rip off like a massive pass play because, like, that's how their defense works. Like, if they don't get home with the pass rush, they're shrekin- they're, they're secondary. Their secondary gets shredded <laughs> um, because it's horrible. Um, a lot of the fifth most receiving yards per game to wide receivers. Five wide receivers have gotten over 50 receiving yards against him in just the last three games played. And last two games, Dell's obviously led the team in targets. Dell Del could have scored two touchdowns last week. He got the long mm-hmm. one, but he caught one earlier where he got tackled at the five-yard line, which set up the Damian Pierce touchdown. So I'm going to bet on Dell and not Damian Pierce scoring this week. So I'm going in the Texans passing game. And then lastly, again, we talked about Cortland Sutton. I'm going back to Jerry Judy. I think that the targets are going to flip favorably in his favor. And again, if you have Jerry Judy, you have to start him against the Bears. And if he doesn't get it done this week, then you, it's time to move on. But if you have Broncos players, like you got to start all of them this week. Because if, if any of them fail to fire against the Bears defense, then it's like, okay, red alert. This isn't going to work. This is bad. So Jerry Judy for me is a start. I was trying to think as you finished that of like a good shrek related pun for the shrek and dairy but i i didn't <laughs> I was, have anything. i was trying I, so I was hard like, ugly, ugly ugly as an ogre like there's i'm not that's not the answer i i can't think of a good one so we'll uh we'll see if we can think of one well, by the end of the yeah, show it, it was a bit of a, a freudian slip on my part because my fiance actually sent me apparently they are renting out the swamp from shrek oh, i saw this at yes. Air, an airbnb so it was it was top of mind and it just kind of slipped its way into yeah. the podcast uh by the way i don't know if people will hate me or or agree with this but i i think shrek is pretty overrated as a as a oh, oh word it's a lot of like fart jokes and like very lowbrow humor What's, and i hold think there's, on I, hold on I hold smarter, on What's wrong with fart jokes? kids shows out what there. is wrong with fart do you have a problem with fart jokes i, I just appreciate a little more like thought put farts into the are humor funny. i don't care if you're five years I old just, or 55 wow. years old farts are funny wait, 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 worm, worm would rather watch the notebook than shrek just i've actually never seen the notebook but quickly before i move on the movies i will say the the kids movie that i think actually is the most overrated that holds up not well at all is space jam i think if you are under the age of 11 space jam is a great movie <laughs> if you are over it is a terrible movie. it is unwatchable i i don't even have words for <laughs> right gonna now. get canceled i i, I have no words <laughs> I feel very strongly about The original about Space Jam is overrated. Did you just actually yeah. Oh, yeah. say the, that? The, original. The, the best part about the original Space Jam is that they never updated the site since 1996. That's cool. The movie itself does not hold up well. <laughs> I encourage anybody to go watch it who's over the age of 11 and tell me I'm wrong. Um, I, I, Erickson, I, quickly I on Tank Dell. Mm. Everybody was so excited about Nico Collins after weeks one and two. Are we overreacting to just one week here, or do you really think Tank Dell is the number one in this offense rest of the season? 
I mean, it's probably going to flip-flop, honestly, just because that's how receivers operate. Um, it's going to be matchup-based, but just looking at how Tank Dell is a rookie and he's already producing like this quickly, that that's just usually a good sign for players to bet on long-term versus Nico, where it's like, it's taken him, now we're in year three, and now he's starting to break out. Obviously, again, both these guys can be successful. You don't have to pick one. Mm-hmm. Like, CJ Stroud is good and has shown that he can support multiple weapons, but... If just process wise, I think it makes more sense to bet on the young rookie who's immediately making an impact versus Nico, who has been in the, year, the league a couple of years and is now finally starting to kind of break out. It tells you something when Dale, as soon as he hit the starting lineup, he led the team in targets, not just the first week, but in back to back games. And he's led the team in first read target share like that. That is telling. Let's do some quick player comps here, Erickson, Jordan Addison this week or Terry McLaurin. I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Addison. Yeah, I agree with you there. The tool has McLaurin favored, but I'm with you on Addison. Uh, Tank Dell or Gabe Davis? You got to play Gabe Davis this week. I mean, like, this is this is when you play Gabe Davis. Like, in games that are projected to be big shootouts, like, if you drafted him and you're not playing against the Dolphins, I'm not not sure what you're doing. That, that one is literally a coin flip. It's exactly 50-50, according to the experts. And then lastly, Jerry Judy or DJ Moore this week in the same game? In the same game. Interesting. Um, I'm still going to go with Jerry Judy. Look, I'm, I'm confident. I'm more confident in Russell Wilson's arm right now than uh, Justin Fields. Uh, we are going to move to quarterback, tight end, and defense. By the way, I want to clarify something really quickly. Shrek is fine. I just think it's overrated. Space Jam is the oh, one that's actually back. Now Shrek. he's now he's walking it back. He's walking it back. I want to be clear that Shrek to me, Shrek done. is overrated. It's perfectly fine. I just don't think it's uh, great. It's not break bad. out the clown Space mask. Space Jam is the only one that's actually bad. <laughs> I wanted that to be uh, clarified on the record here, and I will not back off the Space Jam is bad hill. I don't care what kind of response I get. I, I, I the next time if you use a Space Jam <laughs> GIF on the main account, oh, oh if, you, you're, if you I better ever just, do, I you better decide you're going to update Slack if, on if that day, space, sir, because you're going to get it. If there's a Space Jam GIF used on the Fantasy Pros account, we know that Worm has been kidnapped and needs help. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, why. What uh, would you uh, tweet? That just means to I need to log in and start look. tweeting out yeah. Space Jam GIFs right now. Yeah, uh, please do not. I will. I will revoke <laughs> your your access. <laughs> D-Bro, D- give me your quarterback, tight end, and defense in must-starts. Out of all the things that could get me revoked, that's that, the that, thing oh, that's going to happen. That's, that's what's going to yeah. get it. Wow. Well, it's good to know, man. But we talked about the arm of Russell Wilson. He's my must-start quarterback, and he looks re- I mean, he looks revived, man. Yeah, I mean, we talk about un- the Undertaker gift is absolutely Russell Wilson right now. I mean, he's back from the dead, man. Tenth in passing grade, sixth in yards per attempt. He's QB 10 on the season, baby. Now going against the Bears, yeah, he's going to have a fantastic day. And uh, speaking of the Undertaker gift, like, well, Logan Thomas is apparently back from the concussion. He's going to get cleared, play the full-time role in week one when he was fully healthy. 22.6 target per sh- target share. And considering that, 22.7 first read target share looking at the Eagles they cannot stop opposing tight ends they're allowing the third most receiving yards fourth most receptions and the most receiving touchdowns to opposing tight ends so Logan Thomas if he's out there on the waiver wire pick him up stream him start him there's a bunch of guys I would be starting him over that are probably going to be ranked inside the top 12 on fantasy pros right now um and as far as the defense man Kansas City Chiefs I, I look, we're just going to start all the defenses against Zach Wilson, but also the Kansas City Chiefs are playing extremely good football. 
Um, they're limiting quarterbacks to the sixth lowest yards per attempt and seventh lowest pass rating. And those are good quarterbacks. What are they going to do versus Zach Wilson? All right. Well, quick one V one player comparison here. D Russell Wilson or Brock Purdy this week. Oh, it's, it's Russ. I, I, I hate to even say it, but let's ride. Purdy is getting the vote there before we move on with the show. I need to warn everybody that online privacy is something we often overlook until it's too late. In today's digital age, our personal information can be spread far and wide without us even realizing it. Finding out how easy it was for people to get doxxed and face major harassment online was a real wake-up call for me. That's when I discovered Delete Me. I've been using it, and it's been an absolute game-changer for me. Delete Me dives into the web and makes sure my personal info stays private by removing it from data broker sites. It gives me peace of mind, and I genuinely trust it. Now, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash fantasy20 and use promo code fantasy20. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash fantasy20 and enter promo code fantasy20 at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash fantasy20, promo code fantasy Fantasy 20. Erickson, take us home here. Quarterback, tight end, defense. All right, I'm going to Cincinnati Bengals' Joe Burrow. I know Joe Burrow has been really underwhelming through the first three weeks of the season. The offense started off slow. He had the calf injury, get re-injured. But I was encouraged mostly from what I saw from him Monday night. Now, I know he kind of started out kind of slow, but I thought things got better in the second half of the game. And I mean, if T. Higgins had just like played like <laughs> played a game where he wasn't just dropping everything or just not doing what he does, I think that Joe Burrow's final stats would have actually been a lot better. So considering they're playing the Titans this week, like the number one pass funnel defense, fifth in passing yards allowed, they've allowed at least 289 passing yards to three of the last quarterbacks they've played. I mean, Deshaun Watson had a career day as a Cleveland Brown against the Titans, and we're still not even sure he's back to being that guy from Houston. So I think that the Bengals <laughs> get back on track here with Joe Burrow in the passing game against the Titans, who they've had success against in the past. And the same thing on the defensive side of the ball. I think that the Bengals are a streaming defense you can go to. The Titans offensive line is just so bad. I mean, the Titans offense is like just not scary whatsoever. Like, what are we afraid of? What are they going to do? They're gonna, is Derek Henry going to rip off a big run? Not if he's only getting 10 carries. So DeAndre Hopkins, Dust, like I, none of these guys are threatening. And we saw the Bengals defense kind of come alive against the Rams, kind of shut down that Rams passing game that had been kind of electric through the first two weeks of the season. So I think the Bengals are a good defense you can stream this week. And then a tight end, look, Darren Waller, I know that people are starting to lose faith a little bit with two bad weeks in his three games played, but two of those were against two of the best defenses in the NFL, against the Cowboys, against the 49ers. He was fine in week two against the Arizona Cardinals, and I think he's going to be fine against the Seattle Seahawks, who I think might, like, they're in the Bears-Broncos tier of defenses, to be totally honest. Like, they're a really mm -hmm. bad defense, and... They've allowed the six most receiving yards to tight ends this season. And Darren Waller is still so clear in a way the number one target for Daniel Jones. Even in that game against the 49ers on Thursday where he just played pretty bad on us. Like he was dropping the ball. Daniel Jones kept missing him on throws. He still had a 22% target share. He still had seven targets. And even though I was really mad that he didn't get over his receptions prop at four and a half, which he definitely should have, I'm going, I'm, I'm going back to Darren Waller. Don't drop him for a waiver wire guy. It's not time yet. Continue to faith in Darren Waller because he plays Seahawks this week. He gets the Dolphins next week. And I think you're going to be happy that you stuck with Waller. If you have Joe Burrow on your team, you probably don't have a very good backup quarterback. So I'm just going to ask you about two guys that probably aren't on the same team, but just to get a sense of your rankings, Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson this week? Um, I'm going to start at Joe Burrow. Okay. Most of the vote is for Lamar. Who, who do you have ranked higher, by the way, D-Bro, Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson? 
Uh, I'm going to look at it because I'm really hoping I have Joe Burrow ranked higher. It's just it's just we've we, we've hit on that go with. we've hit on that matchup like the Cleveland. Oh no, like, but I I'm moving it up now. Yeah, I, I would I would be starting Joe Burrow over over Lamar Jackson. It's just a like even looking at like the Vegas totals, like it's so low and it's so bad. Like I, both these teams are ranked number one. In, these teams are ranked number one and two in terms of yards per uh, yards per play allowed this year. Like they're the top two defenses. It's like, yeah. what are we expecting? For, like Lamar has to rush for a hundred yards to basically be a QB one this week. He did it last week, but yeah. skeptical to do it this week. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't really make the case again. That Browns defense is freaking <laughs> absurd. It's legit. It, 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 people have said this on Twitter already. I'm not the first, but it looks like they're playing with 15 guys out there. Like it is insane. <laughs> just the way they're flying around the Jim Schwartz. It's, it's really very impressive. And kind of, it's, it's rare that a defense is really fun to watch. It's, Pretty fun to watch the Cleveland defense. They're awesome. A uh, quick recap here. The must-start running backs, Devon A. Chan, Damian Pierce, Elijah Mitchell, Javante Williams, Zach Moss, Ramondre Stevenson. The must-start wide receivers are Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, Jacoby Myers, Jordan Addison, Tank Dell, and Jerry Judy. Our must-start quarterbacks are Russell Wilson and Joe Burrow. Our must-start tight ends are Logan Thomas and Darren Waller. And our must-start defense slash special teams are the Chiefs and the Bengals. Sits. Erickson, we're going to start with you. Give me your three must-sit running backs in week four. I'm going to start with Alvin Kamara. I know that a lot of people are excited now that they can put him back in their lineups. I'm not that excited for it. I don't really like the matchup against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know they got run on against DeAndre Swift, but the Eagles are a different breed of running game. Like They can run against basically everybody. We saw them do it against the Vikings, and we saw Josh Kelly run against the Vikings, and that was very sad. So don't look at the box score from Swift and assume that you can just copy and paste. Oh, well, the Saints are just going to run all over the Buccaneers. Don't think that's going to be the case. Now you also have Jameis Winston potentially starting this game. Jameis Winston had zero targets to running backs when he came in in the second half of the game last week. Last year with Alvin Kamara and Jameis Winston playing together, we saw Alvin Kamara average two and a half receptions, five and a half targets per game. That's not bad, but in the games that Kamara did play last year with Winston overall, he averaged under eight fantasy points in both contests against Tampa Bay. The last two years, Kamara has scored six points, 16 and five fantasy points against the Buccaneers. Like this isn't a matchup that Kamara has smashed in recent years where he's been really productive. And we're talking about, Hey, Josh Jacobs. You know, he's a player that's looked slow and sluggish coming off so much time off. He missed training camp. Now Kamara didn't miss training camp, but he's missed the last three weeks. I don't know what he's been doing. He was suspended. So, I want to see him in this backfield, which has been kind of messy. They've been using guys in way different ways. They use Taysom Hill at the goal line. So I want to see Alvin Kamara first in this offense before I put him out. If it was a better matchup, I think I feel more confident about starting him this week. But for me, he's outside my top 24 running backs, and I I would really want to see him play first before I put him in my lineup. Next guy for me is Damian Pierce for the Houston Texans. Damian Pierce ranks sixth worst in success rate rushing. And last week, he had the perfect run. Like It was the perfect game script. The Texans were up in a game. They were winning the game, and he still play, played barely over 50% of the snaps. He scored a touchdown, which basically saved him, but besides that, he still couldn't get going on the ground. 14 for 31 rushing, but he scored. That's why he saved his fantasy day. Devin Singletary had more had more yards on just nine carries. You know, Pierce caught three passes to Devin Singletary's two. Like, and when they were up in the fourth quarter, when you expect Devin, Damian Pierce to be the guy, Devin Singletary was in there grinding out clock. <laughs> So I'm trying to figure out the upside of Damian Pierce. I know that he's playing the Steelers that you look at season long stats. They're bad against running backs. Well, it's because they played McCaffrey and Nick Chubb. Like those are the two best running backs in the NFL. In my opinion, Damian Pierce is not that guy. 
So for me, Damian Pierce is a sit against the Steelers, who I think are going to get after uh, CJ Stroud with their, their pass rush. And then my last guy here is Gus Edwards, or really any Ravens running back. Not sure if Gus Edwards is going to play. It looks like he's going to, just based on the practice reports. But whether it's Edwards, Justice Hill, Melvin Gordon, Kenny Drake, I don't care. Like, I don't want to play any of these Ravens running backs against the Cleveland Browns. They have an elite run defense, and none of these Ravens running backs are getting enough volume or are good enough, in my opinion, to overcome the bad matchup in just a game that I think is probably going to be like 10 to 3 between the Ravens and Browns. It kind of profiles as a very, like, a dogfight AFC North battle. So for me, I'm going to be fading the Ravens backfield. Yeah, I, I fully agree. There will be no me making the case for Ravens this week. I mean, the, the Browns <laughs> defense looks like, quite frankly, oh. possibly historic. Uh, can we get that incredible. clip for social? Can we, can we get that clip? I, like, I you will not be making a case narrative. for Ravens back? I, I just, don't know where this narrative <laughs> is that like I just blindly am high on the I just have been high on the Ravens this year because I'm really excited about their offense. But this is a week I'm not. I think that they will very much struggle. Okay. This Browns defense okay. is ridiculous. I think anybody would be insane to not be worried about really any Ravens player uh this week i want to ask you debra though about damian pierce because i know that you were higher on him than erickson is so i he's somebody i was very high on in the preseason and obviously has not played out that way in the first three weeks and i to erickson's point you know the steelers have played much better running backs than pierce when they've been hurt by the position so why are you higher on pierce than erickson is well, I, first of all, I'm going to push back a little bit on the well. They face CMC and Nick Chubb and stuff. We didn't, did we see Jerome Ford rip off big runs against the Pittsburgh Steelers? He's not Nick Chubb. He's not CMC. His tackle breaking metrics are pretty good, but I think it's a bigger point of well, we didn't need the Miami Dolphins just to body bag the Denver Broncos run defense to know that they were bad. The the, the Pittsburgh Steelers run defense can be bad, but even though they played good running backs and Damian Pierce amongst 59 running backs. He's 19th in missed tackles force per attempt. And if you look at this Pittsburgh Steelers run defense, yeah, they are legitimately bad. Eighth highest explosive run rate, ninth highest missed tackle rate. And if you look at how this matches up with Damian Pierce, 75% zone runs. And he's one of my must start guys because not only do they want to sit here and take the pressure off of CJ Stroud. And I get the offensive line injuries. Their offensive line is decimated. But he's going to get volume in this because they're not going to put Stroud back there and, and just ask, like, allow TJ Watt and company to tee off on CJ Stroud. They're going to feed the ball to Damian Pierce and let him just chew up this run defense, which all as well, Damian Pierce, 75% zone runs. The Pittsburgh Steelers, second highest yards per carry allowed to zone runs this season. Let's go to our who should I start tool. This is free to use at fantasypros.com slash start. We use this every week. It's a player comparison tool and all of these sort of comparisons, one player versus another. Who are we starting? Who are we sitting? We will discuss using that tool and give you percentages of what the experts are saying here. So Erickson, Alvin Kamara or Alexander Madison, who are you starting this week? Alexander Madison is not even close. Okay, not, not even close, even with Cam Akers, you know, possibly taking something away from Madison. Now I know last I, week I mean, he said it's kind of his last, last go at it. Well, I mean, he was productive for the most part. I mean, he did fumble and look not great, but at the same time, until we see Cam Akers actually on the field, like I'm just going to assume that's still Madison's job. Like, I think that eventually it is going to be Akers, but Madison has to really face plant for that to be the case. And the Vikings use one running back. Like even when it's been Madison, when it was cook last year, they use one guy. So once we, if we see Cam Akers out there, you know, in, in week four at the start, oh, well, Madison's done. But until we see it, I, I'm going to continue to roll with Madison in a good matchup. Damian Pierce or Joshua Kelly? 
I mean, Damian Pierce. I mean, I think Eckler's going to play anyway, so it doesn't even matter at this point. Not, I mean, <laughs> we can't go back to Josh Kelly for three weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah. You'll no, be worried, I, Erickson. I, I'm with you there, but these are all players that are roughly, you know, neck and neck with each other in the uh, in the rankings, which is why I picked these two players. Um, and then this one, uh, I, I'm going to go with Gus Edwards as the Ravens running back. I do think it will be him that plays. So Gus Edwards or Roshan Johnson this week. Um, I'm going to go with Roshan. Look, I mean, I've been trying to like hold hope for Khalil Herbert, but the more I think about it, it's just like teams just like to get the rookies more involved. Like over time, even though I, I think I don't think Herbert's really getting a fair run because I don't think that Roshan is like that much better than him or if he's better than him at all. But the way that they're talking about Roshan, the way that they want to keep him getting amused more and the matchup is just divine against the Broncos. I think that Roshan would be the play for me. I think he has more upside than uh, Gus Edwards. The who should I start tool does agree with you on all three of those picks. Uh, so you're online there. The Roshan Gus one is a little lopsided. I think that's because people early in the week have been hesitant to rank Gus given the concussion stuff. So that number I think will come up, but it might still stick with Roshan. Uh, as we get later in the week, everybody should go check it out if they do have to make that decision. Debro, give me your three must-sit running backs. Uh, well, you're going to be happy about this one. Worm. First guy on the docket here is Jerome Ford, and I want no part of the Baltimore Ravens run defense. Not at all. They're allowing the 10th lowest explosive run rate right now, 10th lowest yards of contact per attempt, and the the fourth lowest yards per carry to gap runs, which is 58% of Jerome Ford's uh, rushing volume. So no Jerome Ford, and we're going to stay on the grinder backs here. Brian Robinson, I am not starting him versus the Eagles. That run defense is elite, 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 elite. I want no part of that. They are the only run defense in the NFL yet to allow an explosive run. They have the second highest stuff rate. Brian Robinson's going nowhere this week. And the last guy I'm going to bring up here is Isaiah Pacheco. And the Jets might not be playing great football right now, but their defense is. And you look at how this Jets run defense has been. Fourth lowest explosive run rate. Second lowest yards yards after contact per attempt. I think that if they're going to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I do think they're going to move the ball. I mean, I'm not crazy. They're still led by Patrick Mahomes, but it's not going to be on the ground. So you honestly, I would not be surprised if Jarek McKinnon outsnaps Pacheco this week and they just run through the air. On the forward point, I mean, Zach Moss did come away with a really huge day against the Ravens last well, week. 32 carries will get you over yeah, 100 Zach yards. Zach Moss is also like, a beast. Dude, a broken tackle machine, just like he was uh, in college. <laughs> Dude, I, I Spinning top, give, that's I, all I, he is. I have Moss in a dynasty league, and I can't give him away. And it's a league I, I want to be tanking in uh, this year. And nobody will. everybody just sees Zach Moss and like, oh, yeah, that guy, he's just a guy. He well, what are you doing? Are you asking for a 24 first one? No, I'm that not. Feels like I'm, a not, asking, kind of thing I'm not asking for anything unreasonable, but nobody has any interest in him for whatever reason. I'm like... Cool, because he's Zach Moss. But I mean, he's played really well and getting this huge <laughs> workload. And as long as JT's not playing, I mean, Moss is like an RB1, essentially. So I'm surprised that I can't get anything for him. I don't want to keep starting him because I want to be losing games. And he's he's costing me my tank <laughs> job. Um, so actually, D-Bro, Ford, Robinson, and Pacheco are back to back to back in the rankings as of the time of putting together this show sheet. So I kind of want to ask you looping them all together are you starting any of these three or Javante Williams who's the guy that's ranked one spot ahead of these three I'm gonna go with Javante 
Um, I mean, Chicago Bears, I think like there's a lot of different parts or pieces of that. I think we could have seen the ramp up for Javante last week, but game script that just game, that game got out of hand. So I think that we could see Javante get more work this week. How about the guy that's below these three? Any of these three? Again, that's Ford, Robinson, Pacheco or James Conner. Ooh, I, I think I'm going to go James Conner. Their offensive line's blocking pretty well, surprisingly, and James Conner's looks spry. Lastly, Jerome Ford, Isaiah Pacheco, or Brian Robinson. You have to start one. Ew, I don't <laughs> want to start any of them. Uh, give me Jerome Ford. Dude, you got to take Pacheco, like dude. Dude, he's on uh, the Chiefs, man. They're playing the Jets. Yeah, and watch Pacheco get taken out of the goal line, and it's like pop pass to Kadarius Tony or two touchdowns for Jarek McKinnon. All again. I'm saying yeah. is you have a lot more po- points to work with with the Chiefs offense than this Ravens-Browns game where there might be like 17 points scored together. That's all I'm the, saying. That's the, fair. The tool, which you can do more than two players, so I put all three of them into the tool at the same time for this one. Actually, two-thirds of the vote is for Brian Robinson. So the, you know, neither Rob, of these two guys. I love some B-Rob. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys are like me, but fall is unquestionably my favorite season. There's nothing I love more than seeing the colors change, feeling that crisp autumn breeze just feels like football. I love fall camping, going to games, and pretty much any outdoor activity this time of year. The only thing better is spending fall outside with friends and with beer, but not just any beer. Miller Lite, the 96-calorie beer that tastes like beer and is perfectly brewed for everything summer and fall have to offer. In fact, I just went camping with some friends the other weekend, so you know we had to pack the travel coolers full of Miller Lights, sitting around the fire that night, swapping stories and inside jokes, all while cracking open another Miller Lite. It was heavenly. Whether you're spending evenings around a backyard fire pit, enjoying a football game with pals, or sharing laughter amidst the rustle of falling leaves, live those autumn moments with Miller Lite. With a Miller Lite in your hand, fall doesn't just taste great. It tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash FantasyPros. That's MillerLite.com slash FantasyPros. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Erickson, give me your must-sit wide receivers. Yep, I'm going to a guy that has caught three touchdowns in the first three weeks of the season. It's uh, Mike Evans. Um, it may sound weird because he's been so productive over the first three weeks of the year, but look, Mike Evans is a <laughs> boomer bust profile and eventually he's, eventually he's not going to catch a touchdown. Like that's going to happen. And you know, what matchup where this is most likely to happen? Oh, what do you know against his boy, Marshawn Lattimore? Like we've seen this matchup years and years and years. And I know Evans has had his fair share of victories, but usually it's because he catches a touchdown. Even if it's one catch for a touchdown, but Lattimore for the most part has had Evans number. They're playing in New Orleans, or excuse me, they're playing, yeah, they're playing in New Orleans, so it's on the road for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Lattimore has been balling out to start of the year. 20.8 pass rating allowed in coverage this season. That ranks third best among cornerbacks. So I know that Evans has been hot. It's hard to kind of sit a player that's been like this, but wide receivers are volatile, and I'm pushing my chips in on this is going to be the week where Mike Evans has a bad week, just given the matchup against Marshawn Lattimore. Next guy up is Adam Thielen. Coming off, oh my God, this like insane game where he had over 100 yards, he had 14 targets, caught a touchdown, a garbage time touchdown, by the way, that they did not have to score. Andy Dalton threw the ball 58 times. But let me remind you guys, before Andy Dalton took over a quarterback, first two weeks of the season, when it was Bryce Young at quarterback, Adam Thielen was averaging 33 yards per game. Like, just, he's averaging as many yards as his age, Adam Thielen. 
33 years old. Don't forget it. All right. So I'm going to fade the old Adam Thielen in this matchup. I know the matchup's good. I know it's it's a revenge game, er- Erickson. What do you mean? Like, you got to play. It was like, no. I'm looking at the facts here. If Bryce Young is a starting quarterback, I don't want to play his wide receivers, even in a good matchup. It's just, this screams like a trap for me uh, for Adam Thielen's stat line from last week. And then lastly is Quentin Johnson. Uh, I know a lot of people picked him up this week or are thinking about starting him because it's a good matchup against the Raiders, but all indications are he's still behind Josh Palmer on the death chart. So don't be bullish on, I got to start Johnson this week. I got him off waivers. I'm excited to play this rookie because we haven't seen him have a role in this offense whatsoever. And even though it would seem like he would step into that wide receiver three role, I don't know how lucrative that's going to be because we've actually seen a lot of the Chargers use a lot of two tight end sets. There's been a lot of Gerald Everett, a lot of Donald Parham. So they may continue to do that against an offense or excuse me, against the Raiders. And you also have Austin Eckler coming back, which is also going to eat into potential targets that could go to QJ. So for me, he's really someone I want to hold on my bench still. I want to see things play out because I think it is going to be more Josh Palmer than QJ here in week four. Now, Debra, you are in lockstep with Erickson. You're actually even lower on Mike Evans than Erickson is. Uh, but you're significantly higher on both Thielen and Quentin Johnston this week. So of those two guys, who do you have a little more conviction on? Um, I'm going to go with Adam Thielen on that one. And when I broke that game down for the primer, I was actually surprised by two different things. One, that Brian Flores went very heavy with man coverage last week. Uh, it was over 60% of their coverage snaps. And because they had been extremely zone heavy. So I was walking into that matchup being like, oh, well, Thielen's just going to eat up zone. It's going to be good. And then I pull it up and I'm like, wait a minute. They're running a lot of man coverage. I know it's a Brian Flores thing. Well, Adam Thielen's probably been pretty bad versus man coverage. That man has 3.35 yards per route run versus man coverage this year. I was not expecting to see that. So definitely opened my eyes. If I got to pick one of those guys, I'm going to go with Adam Thielen because, yes, Marshawn Lattimore is Mike Evans' daddy. They're waiting for the paternity test. Um, I hear it's going to come back uh, this Sunday, so it should be interesting. <laughs> Let's do some flair comparisons here, Eric. And Mike Evans this week or George Pickens? I'm going to start uh, George Pickens. The Texans still don't have a lot of strong cornerbacks, and this is a matchup that the Steelers' offense should be at least okay against. The vote is close on that one, but it does go with Pickens. How about Adam Thielen or Drake London this week? Fade Drake London in London? Is is that what you're proposing? It, I'm going with the young ballsy. guy. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not, I'm not falling for this Adam. I, I'm not falling for this Adam Thielen trap. It's such a trap for me because the quarterback's different. Andy Dalton threw the ball 58 times last week. That his total is so bloated and not sustainable that even with Mingo like not playing and he he's gonna be missing the game with concussion, like. I'm just not buying it. Like, I'm not going to be surprised whatsoever. We look up at Adam Thielen, three for 30. Sick. The the who should I start tool is very lopsided towards Thielen, not yeah. towards. It's because they're chasing the box score, man. Chasing the box score. I'm just pointing it out. And then Quentin Johnston or Sky Moore this week. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> you, you pick a guy that's low in the rankings, you're going to get a gross mouth, player but... cop. I mean, I'm just going to take, see, now I can't even like make the quarterback argument because, because Justin Herbert's really good too. So I can't be like, oh, well, this guy's got Mahomes. I mean, I guess I'm just going to go Sky more because he plays more. And I, I don't think that he's going to draw coverage from sauce, even though I don't really know who the Chiefs wide receiver one is anyway. Um, I just don't have any confidence about what Johnston's role is going to be necessarily. So I, I will just roll out Sky. Actually, can I start Rashi Rice? Can I, can I start him instead? Of Sky Moore? I, I have him question, right here. But sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'm going to do that then. 
I'm gonna start Rashi Rice. There you go. Just making up his own rules. You as did, he goes, uh, baby. You, you, you love it. You did stick with your convictions because all three of those player comps, the tool goes against you, but you are you're sticking, you're planting your flag on these guys as must sits in week four. So I respect the conviction. Debro, give me your three must sit receivers. Well, this first name makes me sad to say, but we have to go there, man. Like Zay Flowers, I cannot play him this week. Um, this comes down to he's going to run 69% of his routes. And as nice as that number is, it's still going to be against Enzo Ward and Martin Emerson. I and mean, Emerson's allowing a 39.9 passer rating in coverage. The Cleveland Browns have allowed the lowest fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. So got to sit Zay. Next guy up here is Marquise Brown. Um Looking at them versus the Chiefs, I mean, or excuse me, the, the 49ers, I'm looking at Traverius Ward's name, and I'm, I'm forgetting previous teams. But versus the 49ers with Lenore and Traverius Ward, who's only giving up a 59 pass rating in his coverage, I got to sit him. And the, and the low-hanging fruit here, man, Garrett Wilson. I do not ever want to start Garrett Wilson because he's got to catch passes from Zach Wilson. And... As crazy as it is to say, I just, I can't roll with Garrett Wilson. He's been walking this tightrope for the past few weeks where he gets a touchdown. He gets a broken play. He rips off a long one for a touchdown. Like, that's eventually going to stop people. There's no way that he keeps doing this and, and we're all like, all right, who, whose fault is this? Who did this? It's not going to happen again. I think the buck stops here this week against... Uh, Kansas City secondary that's allowing the sixth fewest fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. Yeah, I, by the way, while you're talking, I pulled up on betting pros. They do kind of full breakdowns of the betting angles of every game. I'm really surprised the the total points in Baltimore Cleveland is in the 40s. It's only 40 and a half, but like I'm expecting that game to be like 13 10. Like I think that's a game where like it's it doesn't gonna be it doesn't even ugly. matter what what the number is. I'm taking the under. The Browns defense is so good. I think Mike McDonald will, will put. Sounds Watson like a uh, alternate uh, alternate total bet. Uh, is, is that what I'm smelling, Worm? Uh, it, <laughs> Under twenty? <laughs> I, I mean, quite frankly, I can't be good enough. Plus a thousand. To consider that. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I do want to ask you too, D bro. Just like quickly on Marquise Brown, we, we were so so right. I, I thought rightfully negative on the Cardinals coming into the year that like we haven't really given them much thought or much shine. Obviously, you're you're putting Brown as a must sit, but they've been more competitive than expected. Obviously, they had the mm -hmm. biggest upset of the NFL season to date. What do you make of of Hollywood Brown's role in this offense in general moving forward? Just quickly, I mean. He's vacuuming up targets, man. He's got a 26% target share, 37% air yard share. Like, I think that as long as he gets somewhat competent quarterback play, and Josh Dobbs is playing better than we thought he'd be playing. And if Kyler Murray comes back, I mean, he's honestly a guy that might be a pretty good buy low because if Kyler comes back, we've seen what that looks like. Marquise Brown was a wide receiver one with nobody else around him. For week four only, not for any sort of buy low or rest of season, Zay Flowers or Chris Godwin? Ooh, I'm going to go Godwin because, like I said, Evans is going to get shut down. So Target's got to go somewhere. Marquise Brown or DJ Moore? Uh, I'm actually pretty, pretty decently high on DJ Moore. I'm going to go DJ Moore. And then Garrett Wilson or Adam Thielen? I'm going to go Adam Thielen. I'd much rather trust Bryce Young or Andy Dalton throwing the ball over Zach Wilson any day. All these were relatively close. Who should I start agrees with you on Godwin and more? It does have Garrett Wilson ahead of Adam Thielen. So not everybody is buying into the box score, Erickson. Uh, Erickson, let's go to the quarterback tight end defense section. We kind of glommed these all together. Uh, we're a little up on time, so we'll go a little quicker for this section as we wrap up. But Erickson, give me your quarterback tight end and defense special teams. 
I'm going to go to the Cowboys-Patriots game for my must-sit quarterback. It's not Mac Jones. It's Dak Prescott. Uh, I don't want to play Dak Prescott. Das- Dak Prescott has not finished better than QB 17 this year because this offense is built around, let's ke- let's feed Tony Pollard as much as humanly possible, and it's not doing a lot for Dak in the passing game. So Dak either has to be super efficient to really get there. I mean, even when he threw two touchdowns against the Jets and was had a high completion percentage, he still finished outside the top 15 quarterbacks. This game is not going to be a shootout. Again, the Patriots play these games that they want to keep it low scoring. They want to keep the other offense off the field and they want to play defense. And the Cowboys strength right now is also on their defense. So a boring game that I don't really want a lot of offensive pieces from, and they're just not dialing up enough passing attempts for Dak Prescott to be a fantasy producer. So until we see more of this offense change, which I don't expect because of Mike McCarthy being the guy that's calling the plays. um, Yeah. Dak's kind of like a boring fantasy quarterback right now that you can't trust, especially in bad matchups. So I'm sitting him Um, David Njoku. Uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. Again, we've talked about this game and how gross it is. You can't start David Njoku. Like, you you can't even roster him, honestly, at this point. Like, we've had enough of a sample size of him, just not involved enough. 11% target share through three games, 12% target rate per route run, which is tied for the lowest among tight ends, at least 10 targets. That's like Durham, Smite, Dalton Schultz range. Like, this is, like, really bad for David Njoku. And then... To add, just to, the matchup's also just brutal. Ravens defense, 2.7 receptions, 15 receiving yards allowed to tight ends through three games. I mean, if Kyle Hamilton is going up against Njoku in any capacity, like Njoku's like not going to catch anything. So um, I'm going to fade David Njoku, and you can honestly drop him and pick up a waiver wire tight end. Um, and then lastly, going back to the Patriots Cowboys game, just Patriots DST. I don't, I know I'd, I like, I don't like starting Dak Prescott, but. It's not because I think he's going to throw a bunch of interceptions. I just don't think this game is conducive to a lot of fantasy points for defenses. And the Patriots overall, they're on the road. They're underdogs. Just not a good setup because I don't know how much, how many dropbacks they're going to have opportunities to really throw and create turnovers on. So for me, the Patriots DST is another one that I want to bench this week. Quick note on Njoku, Kyle Hamilton didn't practice on Wednesday, so we'll see kind of how that goes through the well, rest of the week. He, he's 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 licking his wounds from putting uh, Gardner Minshew into the dirt. Like, well, so well, many, I, dude. I, I was going to say, he didn't practice because of his back. I said his back's tired from carrying the Raven. He was the only Raven that showed up in week three. <laughs> he, no wonder his dude, that back hit, hurts. That hit on Minshew, dude, I, I like. I was like, where did this guy come from? Wait, which like, one? All three of them looked identical. Dude. It was just the same play. Well, I think it was the blind the side one that he just like absolutely like yeah, pummeled Ninchu into the ground. I was Kyle like, Elton's is this guy going to get monster. up? He is an absolute beast. Uh, very quickly here, David Njoku or Kyle Pitts this week? I'll just roll with Kyle Pitts. At least I know he's going to be running more routes. And he had nine targets last week. And it, I yeah. mean, I mean, one of these days he's going to catch one of those long passes from Ritter. Yeah, maybe <laughs> David will overthrow him on a 90-yard touchdown this week. <laughs> Uh, that that would well, be ideal. No, no. Let's be real, guys. That's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we, we, so. yeah. Who am I kidding? Uh, I think Pitts' best game of his career came in London, right? Did I? Well, he I scored. He so. scored a touchdown. Those London, London splits, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, D. Rogue, uh, take us home with quarterback tight end defense. Yeah, we're just going to continue to sit here and just shade the Browns here, man. Deshaun Watson got to sit him. Baltimore Ravens pass defense is legit. Third fewest yards per attempt. Twelfth lowest pass rating. They blitz at the eighth highest rate. So while their pressure rate is at 24th, if that blitz gets home, Deshaun Watson's going to have a bad day. Uh, next guy I got to go here with, um, sorry, Erickson, I know this is your anytime touchdown boy, but Jake Ferguson, 
I cannot play him against the New England Patriots. We talk about the no-fly zone of the New Orleans Saints versus tight ends. Patriots the same freaking way, man. Fourth fewest receiving yards and zero touchdowns. Zero touchdowns. And Jake Ferguson's that that's his moneymaker, man. It's all touchdowns. So got a uh, bench Ferg Daddy this week. And DST, I'm going to go outside the box a little bit here. I'm going to bench the Buffalo Bills. And this all comes down to, are they an above-average defense? Well, of course, we're not crazy. I'm not telling you that they're not. But what they're not great at is defending the deep ball. And we know is going to dial that up. It's Tyree Kill. Jalen Waddell's going to be back. We're going to see fireworks there. Last year, Buffalo versus the deep ball. 13th fewest deep ball attempts in the NFL that they faced, but they gave up the 12th highest adjusted completion rate on deep balls, the 9th highest pass rating on targets 20 yards or higher. So Buffalo Bills, sit down. We're going to stream somebody else. Yeah, I'm not sure how much justification you need to provide to say sit the defense that's going up against a team that just dropped 70 points in an NFL 70. game. And <laughs> arguably a record for, for most yardage in a game. I saw there was some like confusion about whether or not they actually got it. But uh, yeah, I, I think it, a lot of people would probably shy away from the Bills there. Um, very quickly, Deshaun Watson or CJ Stroud this week? Ooh, I'll go Stroud. I believe in Stroud way a million times more than I believe in Watson. Now, I'm going to sort of stick with Watson again. I want to ask a follow-up. Deshaun Watson or Jordan Love? Deshaun Watson. I don't like it, but I'll go with Watson on that one. Erickson, how would you rank those three quickly? Watson, Stroud, and Love? Probably just start Stroud, and then Watson, and then Love. All right. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I I think Mike McDonald like will thrive against a quarterback like Deshaun that looks slow and indecisive and is still getting back to like re, kind of making the right decisions. <laughs> Did I you guys see gonna... that throw where he threw it backwards? Oh <laughs> yeah, we tweeted it out from the fans' account. <laughs> he that was that was a very Carson Wentz. It was like it was throw. like is this one of the, is this like the worst throw ever? <laughs> it might. It no, might well, actually it be. looked. It looked very much like a Marcus Mariota play from last year. That's all I kept thinking about. It was comical. It was one of the old, and he it was like Marcus Mariota trying to be Patrick yeah. Mahomes, yeah. but Deshaun Watson. It was so. it was it was weird because he came in his best game of the year. I mean, against the defense, we kind of expected that, but like it was that was hilariously bad. Uh, quick recap here: the must sit running backs: Alvin Kamara, Damian Pierce, Gus Edwards, or any right Ravens running back: Jerome Ford, Brian Robinson, Isaiah Pacheco. Must sit wide receivers: Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Quentin Johnston, Zay flowers marquise brown garrett wilson we're sitting dak prescott and deshaun watson at quarterback we are sitting david Njoku and jake ferguson at tight end we are sitting the patriots and bills dsts for debro and erickson i'm ryan warmly we'll see you guys again next time thanks for listening to the fantasy pros fantasy football podcast follow us on x instagram and tiktok at fantasy pros and subscribe to our youtube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros Shout out to to Kelly, who cannot believe that you hate Shrek. I don't hate Shrek. Who who said I did? I said Shrek's overrated.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.